Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Activate. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always, coming at you with more nostalgia than a original iPod. It is Rob E. Armlessly. It's me. I've started to cut the H's out of your name. It's ah. now Rob E. Armlessly. armlessly. Yep, by well, attempt to do things without using my arms. You are armless. You are mostly armless. This episode, podcasting. Let's see how I do. <laughs> you can podcast without an arm. I don't ah. know why I clarified that. It's like, well, now we know. Well, we'll know by the end of the episode. If I've made it, there we go. If you're still listening, we are going to be talking about Series 2, Heat H. Heat H. Or Which as you would call it, Heat Seems ah. you're cutting the H's yeah. out now. Everything tied together really nicely there, didn't it? Oh, no, yeah. I said heat. You would call it eat. Robot world. <laughs> Robot worlds? Robot wars eat blank. <laughs> Robot wars eat. <laughs> and that's what we're reviewing today. Heat H from the original Robot Wars. And as we know, Heat H, in other words, that's episode number A, B, C, D, E. F-G-H-8. Hey, there we go. We got there. Heat H, episode 8. You can remember by that simple rhyme. <laughs> what, what, what rhyme was that? Heat H, episode 8. <laughs> you just... You know what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what we mean. All right. Um, Do we have any AOB or do we just jump straight into the mix? I don't think there's anything more to do than jump in to our robot's this episode. And today, we're going to be doing trivia. 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 Very good. There you go. Very good. We're going to learn something this time. We're becoming an educational podcast, as well as... Oh, I was going to call us entertainment. What are we? <laughs> what genre are we? Um, we? I think we fall under other... <laughs> other niche. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> robot number one. Did you know groundhogs belong to a large group of squirrels known as marmots? I've heard the term marmot. I know squirrels. I didn't know that's what a groundhog technically was. So I have learnt something. Learning. From Bristol, Loco. Loco is Spanish for mad or crazy. Yeah. Yeah, see? You knew that. From Rampage. Now, the Cambridge Dictionary defines Rampage Ooh. as to go through an area making a lot of noise and causing damage. I thought you were just, just mean, like, making a mess. <laughs> Upturning a bin in Cambridge, <laughs> that's a rampage. That's a rampage, as long as you're like loud and horrible about it. <laughs> you have to do it, you have to upload upload do you have to upturn more than one bin you have to upload at least eight gigs of bin oh my god for it to be a rampage yeah official rampage you know because it uses up all the ram (laughs) oh Oh, god (laughs) from swaddling coat in derbyshire sting 
The musician Sting. Real name Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Oh, and if you take the initials, it spells oh, which means which if you take that and turn it round, like you read it back to front, it's if you squint and to the point where you can't see anything at all, and you picture the word sting, it basically means sting. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I know. Synonyms for wizard include seer, shaman, soothsayer, sorcerer, warlock, witch, or thaumaturge. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? That last one again? <laughs> Which last one, soothsayer or? or was it, was <laughs> which, <laughs> which last one? Thaumaturge. Thelma? Who? Thaumaturge. So, Thaumaturge never... is the noun of a person who performs supernatural things. Hang on, I'll get a pronunciation up to make sure I'm doing it correctly, but, uh. Thaumaturge. Thalmaturge. Thalmaturge. I'm just saying, I've played many an RPG in my life, and Thalmaturge has never been a class You've option. You've never played Thalmaturge class. Nope, I've never been a Dark Elf Thalmaturge. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not happened yet. Well, there you go. Those are your bots' names and fun trivia facts. Except for the last one, Cassius. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cassius. Oh, yeah, Cassius. From Stowmarket, Cassius. Cassius's daughter, Layla Ali. Retired undefeated in boxing. With a record of? 24 wins. 21 of which were by knockout. Oh, really good then. I was waiting for you to say, had one match, gave up, or something like that. Had one no, match against impressive. the bin, gave up. No, no, full blown. She had, uh, she had, uh, belts and everything. She was a success. My God. Boxing Crazy. is genetic. That's what I've got out of that. Yeah. Don't mess with that family. Yeah. That entire bloodline are going to be boxing superstars. They can punch really well, like kangaroos can. They can punch as well as I can't. Very so, good. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> well, that's our list of bots. Let's give them a little look over. I guess we'll start from the start of them, and that would be good old Groundhog. The robot is actually powered by four of these cordless drill motors, which are situated in the legs there. And these go through angle grinding gear boxes into the wheels. We've got normal wheels at the front which go forwards, uh, we've got wheels at the back which drive forwards but will slip sideways. Um, we've got a quarter slow motor at the front which will power a 12 inch cutting disc. Weighing in at a mighty 79.3 kilos, going at 8 miles an hour, which is a reasonable speed. It's not ridiculously sluggish like some others become. It's a very bizarre bot, let's just say that much. I've not seen anything quite like this so far. I mean, talk about ground clearance. I mean, yeah, they should have just called it ground clearance. That's clearly what they were going for, a ground clearance machine. <laughs> I've never seen a robot be given long, spindly, lanky legs with wheels on the end. Groundhog, more like slightly raised above floor level hog, am I right? <laughs> It's like a headless animal. I know, it's weird, isn't it? And apparently it has a 12-inch cutting disc on the front. Why? You're just walking over everything. I was about to say, you're just cutting the air. It's not, it's not got a I purpose. I can't aim. No. It's really bizarre. The most impressive feature is its omni-wheels on the back. Yeah, so they did a bit in the episode, but um, the grips can rotate sideways? 
I think there was a robot called Sweeney Todd we saw in one of the reboot seasons, which had a more refined version of this. But essentially, wheels that can slide sideways as well as just go forward and backwards. Yeah. But only on the back of this robot, meaning the whole thing can't go sideways or diagonally. Only the back of it can, which to me suggests it can essentially... Rotate on the spot with its front staying in the same position and its back going round. Or in the business, we call that zero turning circle. It's a very strange zero turning <laughs> circle. It's, it's one way of getting a zero turning circle. It's very, very bizarre. It's almost moving like a um, mathematics protractor. Like one part yeah, staying in the same place it. and the yeah, other bit yeah. moving round. Exactly. Really bizarre. Not sure why, but hey, if you're going to make some new technology... You know, they always say, always give it the test run in the Robot Wars arena. <laughs> yeah, why not? You've got this far, you may as well go for the high score. It is a strange looking bot. It's, like I say, it's lanky. It kind of, a headless dog or headless horse. Maybe it's, you know. Like it's a, like it's a museum piece, but they haven't put the skin on it yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like supposed to be a mechanical creature, and they haven't put all of the parts on it yet. It's It's halfway done. And also has wheels. And wheels. That's, you know, that's kind of an outstanding feature when you're trying to compare something to an animal, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it narrows down what animals it can be significantly. <laughs> the team is Team Firestorm, who will go on to make Firestorm, who we'll see in future series, as a much more successful and reasonably shaped robot. Oh, excellent. But for now, they're Team Groundhog with this thing. And that moves on to the, how you describe Team Groundhog. It's Loco. Talk me through what Loco's got, what are the features you've designed? Well, we've got two spikes that wind right back in and then fire out with some pretty hard force. And what about all these designs around the outside? Whose idea was that? Mine and David's. Sort of a ghost train idea, flames, people screaming out the sides. Loco is a strange looking bot as well. What was Loco? So, you know, like American plugs have those two prongs. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like just a, a American plug. It's like this box thing with these two prongs coming out the front. Or I assume are prongs. What are they? Let's have a look at what my notes say that I wrote earlier. <laughs> so it's 73 kilograms, 10 miles an hour. There are a couple of rams at the front, which oh, have interchangeable ends. Oh, okay. So you have a spike at the end or a blade or... I mean, there's not really more any more options, to be honest. Well, no, you, you can... just you just get more creative with your words, you know, like um, a javelin, oh, yeah, you know, so, um, a saber, a sword, a point, a, point, a pen, spike, prong, scythe. Start getting into all the different names of different swords. A we can go on. <laughs> a two-handed sword. <laughs> a gun. <laughs> Screw it, a gun. Uh. It's barrel shaped, which is supposed to make it self writing because it'll just roll over unless it just rolls on its back. It can't so it's, be... it's a turtle. Yeah, it's it a will, turtle. It, if it flips, it will turtle itself. If it goes too far, so as a barrel, it's fine if it wobbles from side to side, but if it gets flipped slightly beyond one point, it will then just completely. Yeah. Yeah. So they're out. anticipating that they'll be flipped with a lot of force. To the point where they'll roll all the way across and yeah. back onto their feet again. Relying on an awful lot of... <laughs> I mean, I don't really know why. I mean, I suppose at this stage, that's more self-writable than most robots are. 
I suppose it's a design with a plan in mind, which is more than you can say for some bots. So, yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely true. Not much more to say. It's made of stainless steel. That's pretty much all I can, that's all the info I have. That's loco. Loco. It's not that loco. It's just a pretty standard bot, actually. You think it'd be like all crazy looking. Don't you know I'm loco? But it comes out. Nope. Nope. Does that, does that, it's just Considering not. it's loco, it is like you say, quite a sensible and practical bot. Is this the one where the kid was like, they, they put all these screaming people on the front of it? Because So he wanted it to look like, I think he used the phrase ghost train or ghost bust or something. It's like, it, it's supposed to look like there are people riding on the inside, but they're having a really bad time. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's when you're on the train creepy... and someone's playing their iPod. Exactly. And it's that, it's that like 90s Beano kind of art. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I always find that really, really unnerving. There's something not quite right about it. It really goes into the uncanny valley as a, yeah. somehow as a cartoon, which shouldn't look real anyway. Yeah. It has this yeah. real unnerving look about it. Proper 90s cartoon style, similar to everything that, what's his name? Is it Mike Judge? Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that, that kind, kind of thing. Cartoon. Maybe like Mad Max comics. Mad Max? No. Mad Max? No. Well, what's the, you know, the American comic, which was basically just misbehaving kids entertainment magazine. Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what's the, what's of all the, the things to trigger. Misbehaving kids entertainment magazine. <laughs> you know, my lesser known publication <laughs> that I made when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, that. You know what I mean. Mad Magazine, that kind of uh, art. Just slightly sinister, you know. Kind of a creepy look to it that's hard to explain. Yeah. But it's there. Well, I guess that part of it is loco, so I can't complain about that. Exactly. Next bot. Rampage! This is our main weapon, which is a circular saw. We hope to do a lot of damage with that. We our Rampage mascot there. Uh, move on to the wheels. We've got mudguards here and uh, hubcaps to protect the wheels. Um, at the front, we've got our rammers, which are made from mild steel. They're solid, they're not going to move. Uh, inside, we've got our wheelchair motors here. They're pretty powerful. We've got radio gear, batteries, and control box. We've got our extremely shiny uh, stainless steel at the front, and we've got aluminium at the back. Ram Paggy. It's mostly wheel, to be honest, this one. <laughs> this looks like a robot that's been cut in half. Yeah. It's really bizarre. I've never seen quite anything quite like it. It's three kilograms overweight to begin <laughs> with, so it shouldn't oh, wow. even be there Crikey. in the first place. I mean, if you're going to fix the show, get rid of this one immediately. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> it goes at eight miles per hour. It apparently has a seven-inch cutting disc on the rear. Why did you put the main weapon on the back? Don't know. Doesn't make any sense. You're nope. going to be going forwards. That's yep. the point. And has a couple of mild rammers on the front. That's how they're described. Mild rammers. I really hope no one ever describes me as that. Mild the- rammer? <laughs> he was a bit of a mild rammer. Oh. Mild rammers everywhere. It's like if someone made a sausage dog bot, but cut the butt off and just kept the butt. Yes. So you've just got... <laughs> Can you imagine like this, this bot here? Imagine Rampage, but really long body and then another Rampage at the end. And that'd be like a sausage bot. <laughs> It's what I've heard described. Yeah, because that's it weapons such... at the back and everything. I mean, it just <laughs> it's like it is essentially like it's a, it is a dome on its side yeah. with the flat face 
the front yeah. facing bit and it just walks into stuff <laughs> flat like it's just like a wall slowly going towards you <laughs> it's like there's some sort of dimensional barrier that's only allowing us to see a part of the bot and that there's more bot out there that we can't it's in see the, it's a four-dimensional bot we can only <laughs> see the parts in three dimensions so it's all confusing and horrible <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else to say about rampage it cost 300 pound and took three months to build wow. down 100 pound a month 100 pound a month that's a subscription fee to to rampage <laughs> to rampage magazine oh. oh okay we're on to sting sting the main weapon feature have spikes on the front not fitted yet the main weapon is a sting sting in the tail Curved wedge with spikes. Quite a typical looking robot at this stage. It's more the ways it's described that are quite interesting. Mm. So apparently it's designed after their pet cat. You know, how it looks like a cat. I would hate to see that cat. <laughs> Can you <laughs> yeah. imagine? Cat post horrifying car injury. out of it. And <laughs> like he's been run over by a steamroller. What, what sort of a cat is this? Oh. It doesn't look anything like a cat. It looks like a wedge robot. This is a very strange bot. Yeah. But did you hear how Jonathan Pierce described it? Somehow even more bizarre than a cat. So when you think, when you see this robot, this <laughs> typical wedge steel with a little stinger on the end, yeah. what's it look like? It looks like a certain object on wheels, doesn't it? Say, a stepladder? Because <laughs> that is the words Jonathan Pierce uses to describe <laughs> this thing. What sort of stepladder is that? <laughs> oh, uh, Jonathan, could you just chuck a stepladder? Yeah, sure. Gets this out of his cupboard <laughs> and drags it ramp. over. Just spikes everywhere. Looks like some sort of demonic toy box. <laughs> it's like, there you go. You can step on that. <laughs> like, I suppose, yeah, you can step on it. <laughs> You step on any of these things. What makes this one so special to be specifically named step as a ladder. step ladder? Amazing. I have no more. I don't have any more info else to say Sting. about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I like it. It's practical, I guess. The spikes sticking out thing never really took off. It's not like a bunch of spikes do all that much damage, unless you've got a really fierce robot behind you. In which case, the blunt force trauma of it running into you is going to yeah. do the real damage anyway. The spikes. I mean, you'd have to be charging like you were shot out of a cannon for, for spikes the spikes to, to really pierce anything. You know, it's, and even once they've pierced, you've got to just hope that the actual inner workings inside are going to be there waiting for the spike. It's, I don't know. I think spikes have always just been sort of symbolic gestures of a weapon. Yeah. We've got a weapon. We've got spikes. Yeah. But Done. you're just a pushing bot. It's a push bot. It's a push bot, yeah. essentially. Yeah. 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 This leaves us with, oh, two more. Next one. Wizard. This is Wizard, as you can see, obviously, this is the Wizard hat. I'll just take it off for you a moment. Inside is a Wizard voice. Uh, one of its main weapons is a whole saw in the front here. On the side is a chain whip. We've got one either side, and as it spins on its own axis, we hope to whip our competitors out of the rig. Wizard. Why is it called Wizard? Well... You just stroke your long wizard-like beard, <laughs> beard whilst you were just mulling over that question for a second. It's, a, it's literally a hat. 
<laughs> Literally, I like, they just threw the arena and just shouted go. <laughs> well, they may as well have. It is a wizard hat shaped robot. The yeah. shape I would describe as mainly because I can't think of the word right now, a cake with a, with a pointy yeah. bit on top, <laughs> yeah. therefore making it. A wizard hat. It's a wizard hat. It's got like tassels hanging off it or something. Like that's supposed to be flails with drill bits on the end. Yeah, just like the wizards carry. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't <a bit> it? Odd. <laughs> it's it, strange. <laughs> it does apparently have a saw on it somewhere. I didn't see a saw, so I'm, I'm going to choose not to believe that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't as well. Seventy nine point four kilos, so right on the weight limit. So they're right on the weight limit, but they had weight free to put a what tape player in there it's at least got a speaker and something that can play music or well play horrible sound bites of the bloke who made it saying things like i can't remember the words oh did you say something like desolation or it wasn't even wizardy stuff it was like destroy but it sounded like a bloke just going to a mic and going destroy yeah it was just it was actually quite quite threatening in a in a strange way i thought it'd be like uh casting spells he should have just recorded himself casting loads of spells or oh, yeah just saying stuff in latin in a yeah very that theatrical sense. way yeah there you go yeah. that's spells instead he was like destruction and that'd be it you know not half that anyone kind of would be able to hear it in the arena yeah it like, does it'd be impossible we're telling you this now because it doesn't come up again basically <laughs> apparently there's also disco lights in there which make the hat light up again uh didn't see that happen. You know, the uh, competitive advantage that disco lights give you in a uh, robot competition. Do you know what the armor is made out of? Because while it didn't look like it to me, what I've read the armor is is quite interesting. Mm. Plastic mm-hmm. and this is a good one. This mm-hmm. is one you really want to have. Okay. Fabric. Fabric. <laughs> it's not armor. It's not armor. Like saying I'm sitting on a well-armored sofa right here. <laughs> like, it's like saying this dress will protect me from the gun. It's like it's not gonna work. But it's fabric. Fabric. They shouldn't have even listed it. It shouldn't no. actually be information. Fabric. Amazing. It's got wood in there somehow as well. I don't know. Uh, this is a very bizarre machine. Mm. We're just going to go ahead and say it. Wizards does not win this season. No, was. but it does bring a lot of personality to this episode. It's distinctive. Yeah. It's very distinctive. In an episode where most of the bots just look very practical, at least in some degree or another, it's fun that Wizard just comes out and it's just like, I'm a wizard hat. <laughs> I'm a wizard hat. Good luck, everyone. What else? are you going to do about it? I've got my flail, <laughs> like the wizards do, and my wizard saw. <laughs> I, I'm a wizard hat. I have a weddy one. You can't beat it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a strange one. Let's, <sighs> let's move on to our final bot of the evening. Our only returning team, but not a returning bot, new bot from a returning team. Cassius by Rex Garrod. Do you think you can do better this time? I hope so. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty nimble robot this time, and it has this nasty weapon. So talk me through it. Tell me what this robot's got. Um, the whole thing is um, a little bit high-tech, but that's the weapon. That will lift about a ton and a half. So this gets underneath something and then brings it up? It should get somebody um, almost out of the arena. So could that lift the killer lot, for example? Uh, well, if he is under a ton and a half, yes. Who entered season one with Recyclops, the more wacky 
machine that did quite well Amazing. now entered with a a more serious bot i guess now that he realized he could do all right yeah he's actually gone incredibly practical with this design he's gone with the wedge i'll probably see how successful roadblock was and then attached onto that the flipper that recyclops used which was very effective when yeah. the tongue came out yeah. and got under the right place and managed to flip something yeah it's yellow and black so it's actually got a uh that sort of warning danger look a forward hinged co2 flipping ram pretty innovative for the time there weren't many co2 flippers going around at this time where it becomes a standard later on yeah this is a timeless design isn't it 1.5 tons of lift you know compare that to last season last season last episode mm. if you remember was there one that was had a forklift that could just about lift the weight limit of another robot yeah or just under this one can lift one and a half tons cool. with 100 uh, PSI. So nice, nice, easy. Huge improvement. Huge, huge improvement yeah. over what other machines can do. Steel and polycarbonate armor. So it's got the weight down. 25 miles per hour, which almost works against it sometimes. It's a fast machine that Rex Garrett complains he can't control most of the time. Yeah, quite happily as well. He's quite impressed with himself. I think his main flaw is considering it's a flipper. It's mm -hmm. a wedge, yep. so it's made to get under things. It has a massive ground clearance. So the ground clearance becomes apparent when the bot picks up speed, because as it picks up speed, it starts to lean backwards, which raises the front of the bot and exposes it to anything, basically. And then when it hits something, it doesn't get under it. It just hits it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If it's going to get under a bot, it has to be very slow and creep up to the bot, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Luckily... Most of the robots this episode don't have exactly a tiny ground clearance, so it's not really like it has to worry too much. But yeah, Rex Garrett's grand return, no longer trying to get his tongue in the right place, as we heard last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, now it's Cassius, he's here to be a pacifist. <laughs> you can't spell pacifist without fist. That is true. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that is yeah, right. that yeah. does work, doesn't yeah. it? I'm not googling that, mostly because I've still got like six windows open on my phone about bots. So. Well, that's our robots this evening, and that leaves us with another one of these amazing series two episodes of Robot Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome K-Daddy's pen pal, Craig Charles. Now, I don't live in a neighbourhood watch area. In fact. I've got the neighbours from hell. The only people invited to their barbecues are the fire brigade, and their garden pond has cut us off from the mainland. But quiet neighbours can be equally as dangerous. I mean, they might keep themselves themselves, locked away in their garages. But the chances are they're not brewing elderberry wine. They're building robots. And tonight, six seemingly friendly mechanics are going to show us their true selves as they fight like psychopaths. For a place in our Robot Wars series semi-finals. Let's see what they've been building. Sometimes you have a neighbour. And then you don't like the neighbour. And they're bad. Robot Wars. I know. Neighbourhood yeah. watch garden ponds. Dangerous garages. Elderberry wine. And then suddenly Robot Wars comes out of that. Thank you, Craig. I'll tell you what, no, I'll give him credit this time. Mm. There was no racism of any kind. Nope, he wasn't racist. There was... He just doesn't like his neighbours. Nope, there was no racism. You can see how that can go wrong, but he still <laughs> managed to hold it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, don't know what, we don't know what racist neighbours are, but <laughs> no racism and no reference to genitalia 
makes this a good one. Yeah. That's quite impressive, really, isn't it? This is one of his better ones. <laughs> this is one of his better ones. If someone had like a perfect ear for music, right? They could actually play the tune to every single Craig Charles promo because right. he always does the exact same rhythm. It's the same cadence every time. It's yeah. this exact same way. It's quite clever, it. really, isn't it? <laughs> and it's because he was a he was a comedy poet. So, so he's, he's reading them that's... in the way he would read a poem because he's obviously, it's not him reading from a script like he would be on Red Dwarf. He's on a stage. So obviously it naturally that makes for sense. him to, yeah, read his, uh, lines out like they're a poem. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If only he knew what he was reading sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we get introduced to the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet designed to test robot endurance and driver wit. They have to get to the end zone. The big decision facing our roboteers is which one of the three courses to choose from. Each one is defended by a ferocious house robot, but this week the Sentinel also stands guard. Now, if they choose to avoid that, which is completely understandable, and come down this, the middle route, then they face annihilation from the sphere. Um, last episode, we had the Sentinel, but what's the Sentinel compared to our new house robot? <laughs> Could you imagine? It's the sphere. It's just a massive metal ball. I mean, the, the fact that Philippa desperately tries to sell this to the audience. It's a sphere. A it's new t- addition, the sphere. And it's like, uh, what? And is this is threatening how? It's a sphere. It's a sp- if it was just a massive metal brick, I'd be like, wow, it's, that's not good. It's the brick. <laughs> it's literally blocking the entire end of <laughs> yeah, the uh, no There's no middle ground anymore. Then I'd be like, wow, that's pretty daring. But yeah, this is just a sphere, which probably is going to bounce out of the way should anyone go near it. So the middle path now has evolved from having cinder block wall in front of it, mm-hmm. which was trapping every machine instantly to barrels, which were a bit less threatening but still annoying, to there being nothing there and just a ramp, to now being a sphere. (laughs) To now they're just being a sphere in the way at the end. Not a sphere. The The sphere. sphere. (laughs) Good lord. That implies that they wanted to get two, but they could only get one. (laughs) (laughs) Get the sphere out. I mean, get yeah, the other one. it was, I, my, I, I guess their idea was two spheres blocking the whole route and you're yeah, to get past three, one for each route, you know, it could one have been anything. Yeah. <laughs> or like 20 and they're everywhere. <laughs> just, massive spheres. The bots just drive out and they hit a sphere and then they stop. You can't see that's anything. It. That's it. <laughs> you just see spheres moving about all over the place, indicating where they're going. And then they just introduce it to the, uh, to the trial and everything and it just becomes robot spheres. Robot spheres. Yeah. Well, spheres Sphere roars. Wars. <laughs> Sphere wars. It's just spheres everywhere. Yeah. I've said that word too much and now it's lost all meaning. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Okay. So first on the run is Cassius. Cassius goes the Sentinel route because the Sentinel isn't threatening and just does it. So I, I think I looked away for a second and I turned around and he was at the finish line. I think you were halfway through writing the name Cassius <laughs> and it was over. That was, <laughs> was it. it. He literally just held down forward, held his breath, and that was it. The countdown was longer than the actual, yeah. I was going to call it match, the, the gauntlet, the bout, whatever it was. Us talking about it right now has yeah, exceeded it several times over. You could have watched it many, many times <laughs> in, this, in this period of time. Yeah. Cassius, complete 
done. I believe they're the only ones to complete it this episode. Um, next, Loco. Next comes Loco with her, that grim child. Yep. <laughs> they also go down the Sentinel route, and this becomes a bit of a running theme for the episode for the Gauntlet. They go steadily in. Uh, Dead Metal just stands there in front of them. They can't do anything. Put them in a pit. So where was Dead Metal when Cassius was running past? Um, Not interested, I guess. Yeah. Funny, that. Yeah. Well, you say Cassius, you mean Rex Garrett. Sorry. They, they keep calling it Rex Garrett, don't they? <laughs> they literally call the robot we, Rex Garrett. They're not even like, they're not saying Cassius. They're saying, oh, Rex was good there. There goes Rex. It's like, what? Rex Garrett beating the hell out of the house. He's robot. like a brand now. Yeah, they ref- he's, they're the only ones that he they refer to as just the name constantly. Yeah. But they get 10.4 meters, does Loco. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Is it? I mean, it felt like they were targeted a little bit. And that's always the way because they've got kids on the team. Yeah. And Kill that, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that is the producer's motto during this <laughs> episode, during this series. It's brutal. I Kill don't understand it. It's terrible. Okay. Next we've got Groundhog, which goes for the ramp. Yeah. Of all things, big walking robot thing. Yeah. They were bigging up their, uh, I guess strafing grip wheel system. Yeah, in a very unpersonal interview where it was just a big close up of their wheels and then distant talking about yeah, it. In and the distant talking about how they they've filed a patent on it. And uh they just finished this huge promo about how great an invention it is, and they get on the ramp and then they are all over the place and then they get stuck. Yeah, they clearly <laughs> haven't tried this machine. Because they go <laughs> at the ramp from the side, which I know from experience, if you want to go up a ramp you have to go from the part that's on the floor first. Exactly. And then you go up it. I don't know what was going on here. So they're stuck and Kill a Lot goes in for a big dramatic kill and lifts them up right above Kill a Lot's head. And then Kill a Lot loses balance because he's on a rampway and he falls to one side and the f- sort of falls over with him. And everyone goes absolutely insane about how Groundhog apparently has killed Sir Kill a Lot. If you told me the story and I hadn't seen it, I would think you were lying. I, you know those, and then everyone clapped kind of stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But literally, everyone clapped. I've never seen anything so underwhelming get such a rapturous applause. They were being clapped as like the killer lot slayers, but they just sort of accidentally, <laughs> as a dead weight, kind of pulled him to one side. Slightly, yeah. It's not even like there was a big bang or a crash or Sir Killalot was immobilised or properly toppled over. It was just a bit too much weight on one side of Killalot whilst he was on a ramp. Really doesn't make any sense. fell forward a little bit. And then we had to watch the crew come out and try and pull him yeah. back up with Groundhog still attached. It's in- like, did they not have enough material for this episode? Yeah, we see the crew a lot this episode just doing stuff. I wish they'd given better outfits because they look like they've just sort of been hired as a plumber or something. They just well, considering the level of safety. I mean, they just took them in to go get kill a lot who's carrying a 70 something kilo robot yeah. in his claw and just lift him. And from what we're told, there's like fluid leaking everywhere. And they're on a ramp. And they're on a ramp. And the sphere's there. And the sphere's like watching ominously <laughs> from the distance. <laughs> Who knows what he's going to get up to? <laughs> they got lucky there. So yeah, like you said, Groundhog go back stage into the pits. 
to thunderous applause yep. from everyone as if they just won the whole series. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm I'm fairly sure Philippa swooned as they walked past and and tears fell from the other uh, Robotier's eyes. And Groundhog all like, yeah. 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 yeah that's we, right. We this did is that. what we meant we to do. We made that happen. Unfortunately, they only got 4.4 meters. Yeah. Where's the, uh, where's the applause for that? 4.4 <laughs> meters because they got killed. If, if you put in, in, in an MMA fight with a top guy, yeah. Conor McGregor, whatever. Yeah. And he beat the hell out of you, yeah. and you lose, and you're a mess on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves the ring and slips. <laughs> no one is going to praise you as the guy who took him out. If <laughs> it's not how it works, if he broke his hand punching your face in, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't count as you breaking his hand. And yeah, you haven't got one up on him. You've not done anything. <laughs> You've got a hard face. Well done. <laughs> Groundhog, you were heavy. Oh. You deserve massive amounts of applause and praise, apparently. Next, we've got Sting. The Stinger. The old Stinger. Uh, goes down the Sentinel route. Slow and steady. Well controlled. Actually, just go Very back careful. and listen to uh, what happened to... Whatever one... Loco, Groundhog, who was it? Loco, who went in the pit earlier. Okay, so, yeah, so Loco went into the pit and got a 10.4. Yep. So Sting uh, pretty much had the exact same situation, ran into dead metal. The whole same run. And got chucked into the pit. It was an identical run, 10.5 metres. They gained 0.1 metre. They moved the pit 0.1 metre closer to the finish for I'm Sting's telling, run. I'm telling you, you've got to take into account the tectonic plates and the way the earth moves and stuff like that. It's such tinfoil, tinfoil it's hat moment. random, isn't it? It is. Like they, there should have been a set amount of distance that the pit is. Yeah, the rather pit than... is... The, in fact, it would help if they marked the ground in lines so that we could see how well a robot did. Yeah, so simple. What a simple thing. All it would take is a bit of tape as well. Yeah, exactly. Then we'd know, and that's a problem, because then we'd know, and they can't just make it up on the spot. Because then the powers that be can't manipulate the outcome of the events. There you go. It can't be done then. Bingo. Anyway, Sting and their tactician get 10.5 metres. 10.5. Oh, yeah, the tactician. Yeah. So uh, Philippa asks a young guy what his job is in the team, and tactician... What's that? What's tactician do? Tactics. <laughs> yeah, Philip, are you an idiot or something? <laughs> Philip is like smiling politely, but you can see in her eyes, she's like, you little. <laughs> you ask a silly question. Oh, yeah. Now we're on to Rampage, who also go down the Sentinel route. Yeah. Immediately stuck on the floor spikes. I've yeah. never seen this happen before. <laughs> Not like this. Like, that's it. They're done. Yeah, they are it. beaten by yep. the floor spikes. Killer robot mm-hmm. has just been beaten by the floor. Rampage got beaten by a prong. They got pronged out of the prong. competition. The arena has yeah. defeated them. It looked like they were having some steering issues, and then the house bots just mauled Rampage well, anyway. destroy Rampage. Yeah. Dead Metal's pincer goes through Rampage, makes a big hole... 
and they just absolutely annihilate and wreck Rampage, knock him back as far as they can because I guess they've decided they're done with the one that can't beat the floor. Mm. Three meters is the official distance. Unless you literally start going backwards, it's going to be a tough one to get through with. Yeah, it's not a high number. I mean, protruding ground prong. It goes back into the floor. It goes back into the floor, which kind of releases you to move. But I think by that point, they'd lost the drive in one side or something because they were going nowhere after that. Three meters, it is what it is. There's nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, Wizard. Now, Wizard's run is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. They just drive straight into the pit because why not? Drive in the pit. They use classic runes and enchantment to teleport themselves into the pit they shot into the pit it's like they were told first to the pit wins it's like they were told you gotta do the gauntlet but you can only do it in a zigzagging motion (laughs) anyway but forwards (laughs) seems to be the uh, seems to be the tactics here and then whilst they're in the pit dead metal just comes and starts killing their hat yeah hat doesn't last very long it's funny that isn't it yeah it's strange they they chew up the hat with all that armor on the hat you know and there are a lot of crowd shots in this um, yeah and i can't tell if it's stock footage or i'm pretty sure at one point in this episode i see a woman cheering in the exact same way she does earlier on in the episode yeah in one of the arena fights i I swear i see the exact same shot used i figure they just film lots of the crowd and then when it comes to editing they just splice any shot of the crowd you say in. lots i think there's cheer one cheer two cheer three <laughs> there's there's boo one boo two yeah. boo three and that's it just use them on repeat try not to repeat right them one too many times in an episode so they'll notice is <laughs> so wizard got 5.4 meters enough to get from through it's from a different pit? pit to the other pits okay yeah yeah it's from front pit not back pit Back pit's 10.5-ish. The old double pit scenario. Depending on where it is at the time. And of course, that means that Rampage... Rampage leave us. I mean, they were beat by the floor spike in the end. They pronged themselves out of the competition. Yep. We can't even blame the producers for this one. Nope. They they probably wanted Rampage in. Yeah, it's a good name. It's a good name, good bot. Yeah, so yep. what you like? What did you say? Like a hot dog or something? As the sausage ass dog, end of a sausage dog, I think <laughs> was my exact description. Thing. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, but someone had to go out, so might so, as well have been rampage. <laughs> rampage. We will never hear from them again. Oh. But who cares about the gauntlet when you can play some good old-fashioned British football? One robot sent off. One to be relegated in the trials, which tonight sees the return of soccer as a contact sport. We don't mind if our players elbow in the face, pull each other's shirts, or tackle from behind. All our surviving robots have got to do is score a goal. They score a goal, they're over the moon, they're through to the next round. The last player to score a goal is sick as a parrot and given a red card the size of the next bus home. In defence, the mighty Matilda, giving hope to women footballers the world over. And in goal, our very own hotshot, Sergeant Bash. Hey, let the trials begin. Oh, man. And nothing says football like not having feet, which is a major, <laughs> major issue, in, as we'll soon find out. So a classic game of wheel ball. I, this is the... I would maybe go on record saying this is the most forgettable trial i've ever seen i don't know what to explain this okay first the rules there's mm-hmm. one goal sergeant bash in goal and matilda as a defender i, I guess, suppose yeah, yeah matilda seems to be more 
on the field than Sergeant Bash does. I've already given this way more thought than they yeah. did. Uh, you score and you are through and you're taken off the playing field. So it's almost just like goal elimination yeah. thing. A goal will get you through. The last person standing is the loser because they haven't got a goal. But I mean, if you were, if you were shown this and you didn't have the commentary or the explanation, oh, God. say you were just in the audience and there was nothing. And then all of a sudden they just bring out this, <laughs> this goal and this ball. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden the bots just start moving around. <laughs> There's no better way to describe it either because these bots are not going for the ball. Loco. Goes for the ball, gets a goal immediately, understood the rules, yeah. well done, you know how to do football, yeah. congratulations, they're through. We get to see a 10 second shot of Loco being removed from the yeah. arena by they the crew. They then have to stop everything so that the crew can come in and take Loco out. Now the point <laughs> of this is you edit that out of the show because that's not the entertainment. <laughs> like I say, it would only work if the pit crew were like, had a cool design. Like they were wearing like special masks. Oh my God. They or were helmets. All, they were all dressed up as like house robot people. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. They all came out in like kill a lot helmets, kill a lot armor. That'd be amazing. That'd be, intense. and they acted. And as they entered the arena, they acted as if the bots were dangerous and they like, like they, you know, in uh, Jurassic Park where, um, Chris Pratt's dealing with the raptors and he's holding his hands out. And they like, if they entered the arena and treated them like they were dangerous animals Oops. for a second. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh. Like they're actual handlers of the, of yeah, the house exactly. robots. That'd be amazing. But they don't. No. They just wander over like they've got to tighten the radiator before it starts leaking again. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Oh God. So we now get a good two or three solid minutes of Cassius desperately trying oh. to maneuver the ball yeah, into the again, goal. The problem is Cassius moves forward. It leans back. It leans back. The front goes up. The front gets stuck on the ball instead of hitting the ball. So it's like just watching someone basically try and nudge a, uh, snooker ball across a table using just their chin. Do you know what I mean? It's that endless odd. action it's over awkward. and over again. It's, very, very yeah. awkward. Yeah, not cool. But he does finally do it and Cassius score and they are then removed from the playing field. Yep. Now, the reason they got a goal so easily, I say they, it's just Rex Garrard. The mm. reason Rex Garrard was able to score so easily despite taking so much effort mm -hmm. is because the other three robots are currently aimlessly wandering about <laughs> the pitch as if they were not told the rules and still could not imply <laughs> or infer what the rules were, yeah. by the big goal net and the ball. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> We've just got Sting apparently not moving. God knows what happened there. Groundhog is aimlessly just walking about the Achieving pitch. Achieving little. <laughs> Resigned to its fate in the fact that because its ground clearance is so high with its massive legs, it simply walks over the ball, yep. making it a really difficult target because it can only hit the ball with its wheels. Ah, uh, but you know the rules of trial wheel ball, right? So once two are through, then it becomes the fireball round. Oh, yes. Yeah. Suddenly the ball is on fire. <laughs> and um, we're not talking not accidentally. This was flammable from the get-go. I get -go. have a little theory here. I feel like the producers went, these guys don't know what they're doing. Maybe they can't see the ball. Maybe if we put the ball on fire, oh. that'll you know, knock some sense into them. They'll go, oh, right, the ball. Let's put that in the net instead of just wandering about. 
like it's a maze round with no Perfect. maze. I really hope that that's not like their mindset on how to find things. Set it on fire. <laughs> Set it like, on fire. Could you imagine? There like, it is. I can't find the cat. Can you see it? <laughs> like, hang not on, to worry. Such a crash. What else is left in there? Wizard, apparently. I don't know what Wizard is doing. So, Wizard is getting absolutely destroyed by the housebots again. Just because, All why the are time they doing forever. it? It's football. It's They're supposed to be guarding the goal. They've given up on being goalies because they know that none of the yeah. other bots are going to try and score. I, I swear to God, from the beginning of this trial, all the house bots just looked at Wizard and was like, Wizard's going down. We're going for Wizard. We're going for Wizard. We're going to kill the Wizard. Oh, I mean, tragic. they're probably threatened by all the magic it might do. Yeah. So, so Sting and Wizard are getting destroyed and Groundhog gets flipped. And at that point, they finally mercifully pull the plug on this trial. <laughs> Football goes to the judges <laughs> they couldn't they it got to the point where the producers knew that there was no way these bots were gonna score a goal <laughs> they were so uncoordinated and battered that there was no chance of them ever doing it there was an open goal by the end and nothing was happening the ball didn't move for about three quarters of this football match this is ridiculous and why we should not have this ridiculous trials round. Oh, I feel uh, so bad for the judges. So they decide Sting is gone. My only guess is Sting must have been immobilised first. I guess so. I mean, and possibly uh, permanently immobilised. Yeah, that's I a guess, fair point. maybe. Because, like, I mean, my first impression was Groundhog was flipped. So Groundhog should really be out. But I guess it's it, it seemed like it was implied that Sting was totaled. So yeah, thing yeah. was done, couldn't work. Whereas I suppose that technically it's not a fight, so maybe being flipped doesn't really count as an elimination. Nothing should count as an elimination. No. It's football. It's the whole it's point football. was everyone was supposed to score a goal. It was supposed to be simple. How they thought this was a good idea, I don't know. Sting is gone. The child is sad, so the producers are happy. So Yeah. Did they ask the child? How does that make you feel? Yeah, and he said I'm sad. Yeah. His exact words. Yeah, I think those were exact words. And yeah. Craig Charles was acted happy about that because he's crazy. It wouldn't yeah. matter what the answer was. You'd have gone, oh, yeah, and that would oh, finish. Great, yeah. Shoves the kid off the stage. Starts talking about Darwin. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, Darwin was right. Okay, thank you, Craig. <laughs> okay, what Craig. about robots? <laughs> Let's, uh, okay. It's the arena time. It's time for Robot Wars in the last third of the actual. Yeah, we finally actually episode. get to see actual robot fighting. And the first match is Loco versus Groundhog. How to describe this match? Yeah. They gingerly walk into each other. Yeah. Realize that neither one poses any threat to the other. Mm -hmm. Bump into each other. Probably apologize. (laughs) Then they just both start aimlessly wondering, who is it that ends up in the PPZ? Uh, That was Groundhog, wasn't it? Yeah, Groundhog is there and appears to be kind of inactive, more or less. I guess. It's hard to tell if they're active because there's a house robot on each side of them. Once you're at that point where there's a house robot surrounding you, yeah. you can't do anything because they're bigger than you. The house bots won this match. Oh, Loco did nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You don't even see Loco for 90% of the match. Mm. They're off just not being killed by the house robots. Loco win. Wow. That's it. There's nothing else to there say. There was it's no a... fight. We were getting no, ready it for was a fight just... and we didn't get one. It was just the house bots eliminating a contender. Uh, Loco wins 
And then we move on to Cassius versus Wizard. Okay, so Cassius has no interest in fighting Wizard. No, he tries his hardest here to make something entertaining out of this, though. Yeah. Cassius just goes straight for dead metal. Yep. Tries to get under dead metal. Doesn't Not really all that successful, but ramming into every single house robot very successfully without any repercussions. Yeah, a bit odd. Bit it's strange. almost like the house robots... They may be a little afraid of the flipping power of Cassius. Yeah. They don't want to yeah. try too hard to attack him because they might end up up that ramp and flipped. Yeah, I think you're right there, yeah. Cassius attacks Sergeant Bash. They attack Sir Killalot. They try everything. They don't get any actual flips, does Cassius. Cassius wins because Wizard is just not doing anything. That's basically it. Wizard inactive. Wizard couldn't do anything if it wanted to. No. surrounded and getting trashed and not a very strong bot to begin with no like what was what was wizards going to do against cassius yeah. in the first place if there was no house robots it wouldn't have mattered no chance in hell if cassius couldn't get under wizard it wouldn't have mattered because yeah. they could have just pushed him out yep what was wizards going to do about it wizard didn't really display any pushing powder powder any pushing powder <laughs> magic, magic, magic pushing powder <laughs> Uh, but Cassius win by default. <laughs> Obviously. And can't even get a good moment out of it. We get to the final. Rex Garrett has made it very clear at this point that he is a, a pacifist. He doesn't want to go after the kids' bot, which is commendable, but he does want to go after the house bots. The final is Cassius versus the house robots. So basically, I mean, so Cassius established early, they can get under Loco, so... That's what they do. They get under Loco. They flip Loco very gingerly and gently. Yep. And uh, the match is over. But the house bots need to have a spectacle. So they go and absolutely trash Loco. But then Cassius, face turn, makes the save. Beats the house bots away from Loco's corpse. And then just picks a fight with all of them. Picks a fight with all of the house robots at once. Manages to flip Matilda in the process. Sergeant Bash pit, manages to pit Cassius in the end, but ends up half-pitted himself. Yeah. Cassius essentially defeated every single other yeah. robot in the arena, with ease taking no real damage, only ending when he ended up in the pit more out of control issues because of how fast it is than oh, actual anything else. Cassius is essentially stronger than the house robots because of its CO2 pneumatic flipper, which Com is something that not... Not really exactly. been seen before in this competition. Combined with the speed and design, yeah, it's designed to take out house bots. It's as close to perfect as you're going to get at this stage. The house robots are still the main characters of this competition. Think of that in any other kind of sport. Yeah, good point. I mean, they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be an obstacle, but especially in early robot wars, I guess when they realized that the most marketable thing was the recognisable housebots. So they were just like, okay, you know this whole stay within the uh, CPZ thing and all that stuff? Chuck it out the window. Housebots mm. everywhere. Attack anything they want. They became the focal point somehow. It's like if at the end of a, a football match or something... Imagine if the <laughs> linesman scored. It's <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it doesn't it. make any sense, does it? It's that. like, what are you Runs doing Runs out here? and scores. <laughs> starts cheering. And everyone claps along. And everyone just goes with it. Yeah. And then there's no winner declared. The end... It's quite bonkers, isn't it? It's just weird. It's like if there was like the first series of Noel's House Party, 
and it was great, but everyone liked Mr. Blobby. And then the second series, it was Mr. Blobby's house party, and Noel's kind of in the background looking a bit sad. And then in the third series, is just Mr. Blobby kicking the crap out of Noel. <laughs> kicking <laughs> Noel Edmund's head around. Really bizarre. The only real character in terms of people for the episode was Rex Garrow, so that's the only pe- person they cared about. That they really established as a... Uh, they name yeah. him the Loco team, who they reference a lot, their kids. That's what they're called. They, the you kids. don't yeah. name yeah. name one of the kids on that no, team. You're Come. right. Yep. Rex Garrod. Rex, Rex. Garrod versus kids. That's Rex, what it was Rex, about. Rex. Are yep. you Are you going to kill the kids? I don't want to kill the kids. Are you going to kill the kids gently? Okay. And that's okay. about it. That's how it kind of goes. Yeah. They didn't care about anyone else. They knew Cassius was going to win. Yeah. And they knew that they had their personality. They had, I mean? they had the character for the episode yep. done. He wasn't put in with any other experienced robots or teams. He was the only returning machine this episode. Most others have had at least one more and others that look promising. Mm. None of these stood out as could win the show other than Cassius. No. Not even close. Like Wizard wasn't going to do it. God, no. Groundhog, what was it going to do, walk over them? No way. The rest of them were just generic looking robots that the moment they were going to face something like Roadblock were going to get flipped over and that was it. So it didn't matter. None of this episode mattered other than to get Cassius into the finals. It was a big promo for Cassius and it worked because Cassius came out looking like a million bucks Mm -hmm. and it set up a rivalry between Cassius and the house robots. Yep. I mean, Sir Killalot's been looking strong these past episodes. So when he's be, you know, when he's putting over Cassius, this is a big deal. How many more heats have we got here? Enough. Because I'm, the only problem is, we're only seeing these bots in one episode and then we're not seeing them for ages. Yep, because with the semi-finals, we've still got quite a few to go. What is this, season two? So there are, uh, it goes up to heat L. I, J, K, L. We've got so four more heats. You're not going to see Cassius or Rex for another four heats. At least because then there's semi-final one, semi-final two, and the grand final. And there are other bonus episodes there's um there's grudge matches there's a featherweight championships in there somewhere there's judgment day the reserve rumble oh, inferno no. insurrection internet insurrection judgment day 2 oh god i don't know if these are whole episodes or things that come in like these bonus episodes but i know it doesn't even end after the final there's a f- there's two or three bonus episodes after the grand final of sort of exhibition style matches and grudge matches and stuff. Oh, it gets weirder. Yeah. So there's L amount of heats, two semi-finals, a final, mm. a few extras, and then like a making of as well. They really, <laughs> they really went for it with this. <laughs> they really went for it. Well, it was a ratings monster, wasn't it? This episode got two point, no, sorry, it got 5.94 million. 5.9. It was the second place in the uk for ratings uh for that week for that week not the day the week it has for the first time beaten the simpsons beat the simpsons it beat the simpsons this oh is late 90s early 2000s we're talking beating the simpsons was not an easy thing to do the only thing that beat it was gimme 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 remember that oh yeah no one talks about that anymore oh my god what happened to that show but it was getting Bigger ratings than 5.94 million viewers. Permanently single woman and her gay best friend. Yeah, that was the one. And that was it. Yeah. Huh. 
And that no beat, one talks about that, that was anymore. the number one watch show. Yeah, that week. That week. Now, whether we'll see a uh, a steady decline for Gimme Gimme Gimme, hmm. I don't know when Gimme 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 made its uh, on screen debut. What that, season it that would is been not or fun to reference. I'm glad we don't do a Gimme 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 podcast because saying gimme 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 all the time it's already (laughs) annoying isn't it (laughs) yeah it's not an easy you'd have to like shorten it to just gimme or yeah triple g three g's three g's yeah right how (laughs) did you rate heat h of robot wars series two i think i'm leaning towards a two out of five for that one yep i gave it a solid two out of five i think last one i gave Something like one or one and a half. Yeah. I rated it better because Rex Garrett and Cassius are somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. There was no racism. I guess I have to get a point for that. <laughs> the fact that we have to take that in consideration is quite worrying. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, rivalry between Cassius and the Housebots uh, raised it easily a whole star. And there was less producer interference. Not none. Yeah. But less than usual. The gauntlet still feels like some sort of great filter yeah. to weed out bots that they don't see as marketable in conspiracy mind. But yeah. There is some form of entertainment value to get over the game of football as well. Because yeah. it's just bizarre. It's a spectacle in a way. Sort of. <laughs> There's nothing else quite like it. Nope. There is a small part of me that wants to see modern robots with their high-powered spinners try football. Just to see what happens. But using the sphere as the football. Oh, God. <laughs> the that sphere. would be amazing. Sphere ball. Sphere. Now, they missed a trick there because they could have then reintroduced the sphere. The sphere ball, but are two teams against each other as well. See, is it really that fair on this heat to be the first one to deal with the sphere? Nothing's fair about the gauntlet. <laughs> it doesn't, they keep changing they the gauntlet. They the sentinel last time. <laughs> but out of nowhere, there was a digger there. Digger didn't turn up at the beginning of the series. They had to wait for it to arrive on the back of a lorry. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then realised they couldn't just put the digger in. They had to make it look grungy and dirty yeah. and horrible. Scrappy. Very strange. Oh, Lord almighty. Well, there you go. That's that episode. Wrapped up, done and done. You can... Email us, uh, activatepodcast at gmail.com. Correct. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast activate because someone else already had at activate podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all. Also correct. You can find us on Facebook. You can search activate the robot wars podcast and we should pop up. And you can also now find us on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Yeah, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, we're on Spotify. You can listen to us using that platform now. We're yeah. there. I checked. It's done. We checked. We're definitely there. You've got no excuse. I mean, you could just put us uh on repeat in the background whilst you're doing other things. things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Simple. Go through our entire library on Spotify. Follow mm. us on Spotify if that's the thing. I don't know if it is, but if it can, do it. We're so out of touch with the modern world. Oh, yeah, we've There's got iTunes so too. much '90s stuff that we're just like <laughs> spotted what? Spotted what? No, you can't get that in cassette, can you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we will see you next time, figuratively, because this is a podcast. Indeed. <laughs>